You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Saturday edition of the Major Spoilers podcast. Or as we like to call it, Major Spoilers After Dark. After Dark. It's getting a little blue, so you 17-year-olds are going to have to go get your parents' permission. And 12-year-olds, you shouldn't be listening to this show anyway, because everyone knows 12-year-olds don't read comic books. Hey-o. Hey, uh, four years ago today, July 3rd, 2006, actually a little bit before July 3rd, 2006, I was sitting around and looking at a bunch of comic book-related websites. And back in 2006, there really were not a lot of comic book-related websites out there. And I thought to myself, you know what would be kind of interesting and kind of give me a justification for my growing comic book habit. Why don't I start a website that talks about comic books and pop culture? I've got some experience with websites. I've got some experience with uh, with writing. Why don't I just combine them all together and create a site called Major Spoilers? And thus, July 3rd, 2006, Majorspoilers.com was born. So happy birthday to us. It's our fourth birthday. Not too far. We're going to want to get sued by two old ladies in their estate. Two ladies <laughs> I changed it at the end, so it's legal. Oh, now. okay. There you go. Happy birthday, Matthew. Hello. My name is Fake Lego, and I'm 40 <laughs> years old, too. <laughs> oh, it's so good to have a, a fourth birthday to make it this far and uh, start into year number five, which may be the last year I... of major spoilers. We don't know. Oh, no, it won't be. Oh, okay. All right. I, I will not let it be. So uh, the name Major Spoilers, I think I've maybe alluded to this a couple of times in other shows. I always like the one of the characters in DC Comics called Major Damage, right? I think that's his name, right? <laughs> Major Damage. And, I don't uh, know Major Damage. I know Major Disaster. Major Disaster, that's who it is. And he's uh, dead. I was always also fascinated by the fact that people are always screaming about, I must know spoilers. I must learn about spoilers of this upcoming movie or this upcoming book or whatever it may be. And uh, and I said, well, come on. People are always talking about major spoilers. And I did a, uh, a search and there was not a website URL that had been claimed of major spoilers. And I couldn't believe it. So I snatched it up right away. And said, oh, I'm going to call this site Major Spoilers, and we're going to talk about comic books, and we're not going to shy away from anything, and we're not going to, you know, try to, to pepper it up. We're going to tell it like it is, or tell it how we believe it, and uh, go from there. And pretty soon it got picked up, and people started liking it. And, and uh, Matthew came on board, I think, what, like three or four months later? I want to say October. Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say, somewhere around September, October. I think October 11th. I know that 11th. my first review was uh, The Ultimates number 12. Okay, I think it was like in October 11th or something. We could go back into the archives and look, because I know at least that part of the archives are, are still there. Um, Let's look. I'm looking at, there's something from 2004 here. Oh, that was stuff uh, that I had brought over from another website that I had uh, that I had when my wife and I went to the San Diego Comic-Con. And we were just kind of, that was kind of the pre-major spoilers. That was kind of the lead up to that. It was, my, my it was the I, Earth One major spoilers. Yes. Uh, my wife and I, I was into comic books and I started getting her into comic books. And she got into, believe it or not, Batgirl at the time. And she was reading a little bit of fables at the time. She didn't care too much for Supergirl. But she was, uh, you know, we were still just married. And uh, she was uh, <laughs> still 
letting me get away with my with my uh, hobby. And we were going to different comic book conventions and traveling around and looking for back issues. And she was very supportive of all of that, that stuff. And we had gone to the San Diego Comic-Con and I was just like, hey, my personal website, stephenschleicher.com, is a place where I've just been chronicling my adventures. So why not chronicle the four or five days that we're in San Diego and kind of do it like many of the convention diaries that I had done at the National Association of Broadcasters or the uh, – the, um, uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, or E3, or any of those kinds of things, which were really popular. And so I did that. Every day we'd come back from the show, and I'd write something up. And uh, at that time, uh, Ain't It Cool News was looking for news coming out of the convention. And one of my stories popped up when we learned that there was, in the process, a Legion of Superheroes cartoon series. And uh, and that was kind of breaking, so we got a lot of traffic that way. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. And and like I said, it took me another year. I was still doing some video uh, work, uh, working on a major DVD that was distributed in uh, early part of 2006. And so I had some free time and some free web space. And I said, hey, let's let's take this convention experience and some of these things that I've been writing about. Um, actually, at some point, Matthew, in those early archives, you'll see I've got a, a rundown of comic books in the in the state of Kansas, ones that we'd been to. And critiquing mm-hmm. them, including Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies, Huntoon and Gage, Topeka, Kansas. I noticed that uh, circa the summer of 2006, you still couldn't spell rogue. Yes, that's correct. It's one of those <laughs> words that, uh, that you know, the spell check doesn't catch. Because um, you'll spell it as rouge. Yes, all the time. I'm telling you, the Flash has a rouge gallery. You know who else has a rouge <laughs> gallery? Max Factor. <laughs> He's a friend of Major Damage. Major Damage and Max Factor, they hang out. Yep. So, you know, the site started and we started doing doing some stuff. And I had written some article about uh, uh, Aquaman when they were talking about making the Aquaman television series. And right. CBS picked up on that Mercy. story. And that really started to get more people interested in the site. And I said, you know what? We've got to start writing reviews. We've got to do more than just news. It's got to be m- more than just me sitting down. And um, trying to do two reviews on the weekend and trying to do stuff here and there on the rest of the week. And, you know, years ago, I had known Matthew. Known Matthew since 88, 89, somewhere around then. It was May of 1989. Yep. I had finished my comic books and uh, decided to go to college because, hey, what else was I going to do? And I always knew that Matthew would be a great addition to the site. And, uh, and I had tried tracking him down. I don't even remember. No, I tell you, I don't even remember how the conversation happened. I I tell you how it happened. I was trying to search for you all over the place, uh, looking for past comments, looking for some kind of email address that was functioning and working. And you were, you were writing or had written a series of articles on some web site called, um, bad motherfucker or whatever it was. (laughs) And, uh, the BMF list. Yes. The BMF list. And still that led to nothing. I mean, that was a dead end. And I walked into Gatekeeper one day because that was one of the stops that my wife and I would make as we were going from Kansas City to uh, back to our home on the weekends when we'd go up to Kansas City. And I walk in and there's Matthew. I'm like, Matthew Peterson. And Matthew looks at me like, who the hell is this fat guy? Which I get a (laughs) lot of. It's really funny. I get a lot of that because you remember Bud Baxter? Yeah. Uh, He came out for Jack Heather's birthday. 90th birthday, 80th birthday, whatever it was. And I went up to him and said, hey, bud, I bet you don't remember me. He's kind of looking at me like, no, who are you? I said, I'm Steven Schleicher. And he looks at me and he's like, there's no way that you are Steven Schleicher. And that was kind of the look well, that you gave me whenever I walked into the store. You and said, have Matthew to Peterson. understand, you had, you had that Jerry Lewis, French <laughs> Stewart kind of thing when you were in college. You were like this whipcord thin guy. You're like, hey, I know. kind of a Kramer and then, vibe is and what then, you had. you know, 10 years later. Hair. Ten years later, I turn into uh, uh, Moonface. <laughs> I turn into Moonface uh, uh, Jerry Lewis after his uh, bout with whatever he had bloated up. Really you went big. from being Kramer to being George. I went from 135 pounds to 230 pounds in the span of ten years. I did that once. Yeah, it was called the eighth grade. <laughs> and Matthew's like, "Yes, may I help you?" And then all of a sudden, he realized who I was. And we just kind of shook hands and kind of talked a little bit. And I don't even know if I had mentioned the website at the time because I think it was still in its early stages. But I knew that you were working at Gatekeeper. I still didn't get any contact information from you. I, I think I was still more shocked than anything that I finally had run into you. And so then I uh, called up 
the store like a few days later and I was like, well, is Matthew Peterson work there? And uh, they're like, yes. And I said, well, by any chance, could you give me his phone number? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> and I tried to explain that we went to college and we were friends and they were still like, uh, no. And I said, well, when does he work next? And they're like, on Saturday. And I was like, all right. And then I called called you up out of the blue on Saturday when you were probably too busy to really talk. And I said, hey, give me your email address. Are you interested in the site? You know, I, I would like for you to contribute. I know you could contribute in a big way to what I've to this kind of dream that I have. And I think uh, we exchanged some emails back and forth over the next couple of weeks. And you checked out the site and said, hey, you're not a you're not blowing smoke. Oh, I knew you were blowing smoke. Just not up your ass. Right, uh, we smoke somewhere, and uh, and I think that's when you said, "Sure, what do I need to do?" I got the senior review. I do remember very clearly my first review taking five days, which I don't understand, <laughs> and going, "Oh, is this? Uh, is this?" It? And having to get a scanner, yeah, and learn to scan, yeah, and then write stuff and i had to legally purchase a copy of photoshop he said <laughs> and i had you know i had stuff and it took forever and i remember you know now yeah because I, I, I think i do remember i said hey why don't you write something and that was like the middle of september i want to say <laughs> middle to the end of september yeah and it was like it, it was october 4th when my first piece went up yeah October 4th, 2006. Now, I will tell you right now that if I have less than, basically less than an hour and 45 minutes, I will not attempt to begin a review. Yeah. If I, I have an hour and 45 minutes, I can probably turn out a review, including images and all of my wacky fun. Mm, usually I run about two hours now. So I literally at one point was doing two a day reviews mm -hmm. for a while there. When I was working at the dog food company, I would get up in the morning and I would uh, prep my images. I'd go to work about nine and I would literally spend my day proofreading dog food bags and writing reviews. Was that what you so were doing at the dog food company? Yeah. I was in the marketing department and I was helping. Basically I was helping maintain a database of all the extant brands of dog food. And making sure that the branding was there and everything was fine. But most of that really broke down to waiting for someone to send me a batch, processing the batch, and in between, proofreading dog food. And so I, at one point, I know that I did almost, almost five days in a row doing three a day reviews. Yeah. Because I had that much time and I had that many books. Because at the time, you hadn't yet said, hey, you can only review a book within the last 10 days. Yeah, you know, that was a policy so I was, that I, I enacted in just this last year because, quite frankly, we were reviewing books sometimes a, that month, were a, after month, they, old. a month old. And at that point, to be an, a, a current article just kind of doesn't seem fresh to me. And so we started to kind of talk, you and I, at some point, this was before I enacted the 10-day window, but right. um, we started talking about, well, what do we do if we're going to review a book from like 1972? And, and uh, then we started talking about the retro reviews. Yeah. And I don't remember. I clearly remember making up the term retro review. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I clearly remember making up the term rapid fire review. But I know that no, you no, clearly no. remember making up the term rapid no, fire review. No, because the rapid fire review, and this is how it came into my life, was that um, – my writing history started out with a company called Digital Media Net that's still out there today, uh, writing content for the pro video industry, writing about Apple and Avid and After Effects and all these things that Adobe was doing and and really building reputation on on writing. And I still do. In fact, my uh, – I don't know if it, I think it's out already is the new uh, Adobe Classroom in a Book, um, Adobe After Effects CS5. Uh, is probably out by now. I just got a copy last week, so it's got to be out. Um, so I was doing all of that and then I moved over to, then the company started saying, Hey, we're not going to work in the professional world anymore. We're going to start uh, encroaching into the consumer electronics world. And so my friend, Charlie White and I, uh, were having discussions and we said, Hey, you know, what are we going to do if we're going to whip things out very quickly? And Charlie started <laughs> writing this stuff called rapid fire stuff, uh, this rapid fire look at this product. And then about six months later, we started a podcast called The Coolness Roundup. This was in 2005. 
Um, so well before major spoilers. And uh, he said, hey, why don't we just create a segment where we're rattling off very quickly these um, uh, these really quick reviews or comments about these cool products that we've seen during the week. And we'll call them rapid fire reviews or a rapid fire roundup of products. And so that's kind of where that rapid fire came from. So that when you approached me and said, hey, could we do something like this? I was like, well, let's just use this this title. Uh, because I think it works works best that way, and Charlie was fine with it. He didn't. I've got an email where I said, "Hey, Charlie, can we use can we use the idea of a rapid fire review?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So that's kind of where where that came from. Um, I remember the first retro review, though. Yes, and it was it was a spring day or a late a late uh, winter day, mm-hmm. and I had you know at, at the time. My wife is now playing the invisible fiddle across the room. <laughs> hey, this time, is our birthday. We're going to remember four years of major spoilers history. Or at least I we was better working get it down Saturdays before our adult brains. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays. And Saturday was buying day. Yes. And it, it so happened that a copy of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, yes. not to be confused with Shang-Fu, Master of Tai Chi. Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu came through the doors, and I hadn't bought anything that I wanted to write about mm-hmm. other than this issue of Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu with the Mike Zek cover and all this, you know, wackiness in it. I don't remember if this issue features Super Midnight Rufus Carter or not, <laughs> but I'll be damned if it shouldn't. And I was like, okay, let's do a review of this Shang-Chi book, and I will put it up. And at the time, I didn't really talk to you about anything. Right. So I th- I think you knew as w- at the point that I did that I had invented the retro review. Right, right, right. And of course the retro review led to initially your initial idea and your initial thing that we had talked about was you wanted to, you know, do histories and uh, histories of existing Yeah, and that's characters. why I wanted to originally originally when I approached Matthew I was like, "Well, really I want you to kind of focus on the history of characters." And I said, mm-hmm. "I know that you are a huge Legion fan." from all the years that we went to college. And I said, it would be awesome if you could just kind of go through and give people a really good history of who yeah. the characters were in the Legion of Superheroes. So originally when I approached Matthew, it wasn't necessarily to write reviews, although that's kind of where we began, but to right. kind of be the historian uh, for the site to kind of keep everybody up to date on what's going on with specific characters. And of course, four years later, we get through all of the, all of the Legion uh, folks. So well, at Karate Kid had just come back from yep. the dead in yep. either and that, Countdown and that's what, or no, it was, the Lightning Saga. Yeah, in the Lightning Saga. And that's what prompted Injustice. me to say, hey, tell me about this guy. Karate Kid. And I remember clearly going out and going, oh, my God, does nobody know anything about Karate Kid? Mm-hmm. And the stuff that I could find I knew was factually inaccurate. And it, for a long time when I would be going through and setting up the – retro reviews or hero histories, I would have a huge problem finding the source material, even the right. Wikipedia page. Oh yeah. Wikipedia. The Wikipedia page for block, for instance, the second hero history. I wrote that <laughs> because I went to the Wikipedia page for block and it said, this is a stub. And I said, Oh no, you did not. And again, I was working for the dog food plant. So I sat down and I wrote me some block. Cause you know, you, you ain't going to mess with block. Yeah. But what's interesting is that very first retro or hero history when yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, it's a completely different beast than what we eventually got to. And I still intend eventually to come back and redo the early ones and update everybody in the Legion and their history. But it's a very different monster now than what I'm used to. And... Well, how so? Let let people know. Because I think originally how you started it was kind of the way I envisioned it, and it's kind of morphed into something something a lot more time-intensive. Well, it it really is kind of a broad overview of his life, and it hits on some really big, heavy-duty moments. And, you know, it talks about all the important high points of Karate Kid's life. Right. And death. Which is what the hero's history should should be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and first of all, my images aren't centered. Yeah. And Shame. I have a lot of, of like cover images and things in there. And I remember writing it and being really worried whether anybody would like it, whether anybody would care. 
Yeah. You know, it, it, it was, it was one of those things where I did not expect that I would get all the way through there. My initial intention was since there were seven legionnaires active by the time karate kids hero history came out, I was going to talk about these seven original legionnaires because at the time, of course there was the WKRP legion being published, right? The Wade and Kitson legion, but, right. um, the breakdown of it is a lot more of an overview and what it eventually became and what the last, you know, the last probably 25 are of quite frankly too much, but <laughs> the last 25 or so got into kind of almost a point by point. And then this happened and then this happened and then yeah. this happened. Yeah. But I find it interesting that I look at those first images and I generated them out of existing imagery and I, you know, I photoshopped the bejesus out of the first couple. The I, Matter Eater Lad is actually almost in, I didn't draw it, but everything you see in Matter Eater Lad, everything you see in Karate Kid is I've taken someone else's work and kind of moved it around and flippy divvy did. Wildfires. I like, I like how the hero histories go May or April 15th, May 7th, May 20th, May 28th, uh, June 4th, June yeah. 10th. They were June weekly 17th. for a while. Yeah, that's what I originally wanted to do. A week, and then it's like two weeks, and then it's like three weeks, and then it's like a month, and then it's two months, and then it's three months. Dude, I have, I, okay, I, your website has killed four computers. Uh, well, it's not my four fault. Four computers. It's not my fault you're not on a Mac. Oh, shut your face. I will not so upgrade Matthew, to a Mac. Uh, Matthew yeah. and I were doing some good things, and we started doing uh, day of release uh, reviews with the death of uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, that was the day that someone was, came in and big... said, uh, one of my students came into class and said, hey, did you hear that they killed Steve Rogers? And I was like, oh, yeah, really? Cool. Got on the phone to Matthew. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. How about writing uh, a day of review? for a dog food plant. <laughs> How about Would you like some dog food? Review? How about writing a day of review of the Steve, Steve Rogers death? And that, that uh, went over really well. So we started to, you know, start writing more reviews over stuff. And, and... You know, I don't want this whole episode to be just all patting us on the back and say how we're great, but I think people want to know about the evolution of the site and how things came about. And we've talked before about how the podcast came about with uh, Brian Rodrigo and I were working on a show with PBS. And before the show and after the show, we would be sitting around because Brian would be like, hey, what about uh, this? Uh, answer me this question because he was reading the site all the time. He still does. In fact, he just posted something, some comment today about uh, licking uh, Archie, uh, Archie Andrews. Um, but we were having those conversations to chase away their boss, who was really kind of a, a dick still is kind of a dick. And, uh, and then it was just like, you know what? We should be recording this and turning it into a show. So we had the 10, 10, uh, uh, beta shows that then became the major spoiler show. And then that of course led to, you know, the, the double shows, the critical hit and all of those other good things. Uh, but, you know, over the years, Matthew, we've had a, a bunch of fantastic writers come on board. I mean, certainly Scroll Brian and Rodrigo have always been a key component to um, major spoilers and the major spoilers experience, even though Scroll Brian uh, doesn't really participate like he used to and like he really should. I blame the fact that he has three kids. Um, I have a kid. You don't see you don't you don't have three kids. No, maybe, I don't. I have maybe a kid who's the equivalent <laughs> of three kids. <laughs> Yes, and, and I tell you, when my son was born, I was really concerned how it was going to affect the site. But, you know, we've been able to manage over the years. And, and uh, man, he, the site is older than he is. I've got a special – I think I've got a special um, article that I'm working on uh, that talks about his experience with, with comic books and turning him into the ultimate nerd. Uh, but, you know, in addition to Scroll Brian and Rodrigo, who's a fantastic uh, contributor to the site and to the podcast, and I just wish he were here today – uh, because you know, sure. he, I know. Yeah, but My name's got, Rodrigo, and I go having life, and I'm just like, look at me, I have a life, and I can't get on the phone and talk to my friends for an hour because I'm I have a life. And <laughs> it's kind of late to be calling him now, but I would uh, pick up the phone and call him. Oh, you know, we our, yeah. our other uh, contributor, early contributor, was a guy by the name of Josh Hill, who was uh, writing stuff a couple of times a week. Then we had Marlo Lewis, all the way from the UK. If that was his real name, and uh, it never was. Eh, actually, the Lewis <laughs> the Lewis part was a little bit of a change, but he wrote to me and and uh, talked to me about that one time. It was very fascinating. And we've got some other great writers. We had uh, 
Stacy okay. Stacy Bauer come on uh, come on and then leave and come back and now he's gone again because he's working with some family uh, things that he wants wants to uh, work through and that's really great. Uh, Stacy has been a great contributor over the years. Uh, we've got uh, uh, we've got Otter Disaster who does our major spoilers adventures. Love everything that he's generating. We've got uh, Brian and Victoria and uh, Sam who does the uh, the movie reviews when he can. Um, who else? I'm trying to think if we have anybody else. Chuck. Don't forget Chuck. Chuck Tane. Uh, Jimmy Olson. Oh yeah. Jimmy. He's a good cub reporter. Yeah. Taking some photos. Uh, every Jarvis. Long. Don't Jarvis. I just want to say, course. you know, I know a lot of our, um, a lot of our contributors are listening and I just want to thank them, you know, from the bottom mm-hmm. of my heart that, you know, thank you for being part of major spoilers and, and really building it up and doing great things. And, you know, without those contributions from people. Uh, the site mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't be as 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 great as it is because then it would be just two two white guys sitting around giving their opinions on stuff. First of all, we prefer the term melanin impaired. <laughs> and second of all, it's not just two white guys; it's two enormous white guys, oh, and hey, I think hey, that hey, makes hey. all the difference in the world. I know. I if you think about these things like I know, I have. <laughs> Sometimes well, I, you know, I, I just like, uh, you know, we've had other people who become regular guests in the, in the forums and in the comment section over the years who have had a Absolutely. presence and then drift off and then come back and, and, uh, many other people too. I mean, you know, Stacy is, I, I really like Stacy and the work that he's contributed to the major spoiler site because he was doing hero histories at the same time you were doing hero histories, but his hero histories were focusing on like characters like the green llama and um, and some of the other, uh, you know, golden age heroes that had gone into public domain. Yeah. And he really did some good research on on those characters. And you can find those in the hero histories. Scott Hunter. If is you a, know is where to look. Ha-ha. Yes. Uh, I, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Scott Hunter, Sam, Stacy, Victoria, um, Irwin, Irwin Marlowe, Brian, um, everybody. Angel. Josh, Marlo, all those people. Great people. So glad Spock. to have them there. Um, what are some of your favorite moments in the last couple of years of Major Spoilers, Matthew? Uh, my favorite moments are, I, I, you may recall a time when we were trying to find a good way to open the poll of the week. And we were like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll just do something. And if for a while, it got to the point where we would literally start to transition to the poll of the week and Rodrigo would start giggling and then I would start giggling and you would start giggling and it would be the end of everything for like two minutes. And for literally six or eight weeks in a row, we could not do the poll of the week without just completely losing losing our minds like tim conway and harvey corman stupid yeah and it was like it was one of the the, probably one of my favorite moments is you know for a while we we really wanted to get through we wanted to do the poll of the week and we wanted to do it straight but it never worked yeah yeah and it, it, it for me you know that that bit was much stronger every single week until it finally died a horrible death it just got funnier and funnier. And I would listen to these shows and be like, Oh my God, we're pretty awesome. I think, uh, um, I think my favorite moment, you know, when I talk about the major spoilers experience, I mean, everything is great about mm-hmm. the major spoilers experience. Uh, but I think there are a couple of moments that really stand out to me. Number one was when we had our first advertiser who somebody said, I want to give you money to put an ad on your site. And that's wonderful. And I really appreciate everyone. And our response to that was, yes, please. (laughs) Yeah. And I really appreciate everybody who has uh, all of our sponsors over the years. Uh, It's been so fantastic and so great. And it does help keep the light on. And I do want to sell more advertising as time goes on. Uh, The first time that a publisher contacted me and said, hey, here's a scoop that I want to give you. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you everything, but I'm going to give you just enough for you to put your your mind to work and piece things together. And sh- yeah, me and one other guy who I am pretty sure was also tipped off to the fact we nailed it before everybody else because of that little inside stuff. So that's always good. And you remember when uh, Marvel I, quoted me? Yeah, I was going to say the first time that I saw a quote, a major spoilers <laughs> quote in one of the books. And it, I think it first appeared in one of the previews books 
And then it mm-hmm. appeared on a Dynamite book and then a Boom book and then Marvel picked up on it and IDW has used us before. And, you know, that's kind of cool. My wife, you know, the, at times it's now that we're, you know, four years into major spoilers and we've got a three-year-old son and, and time is tight and I've got other work commitments now that are driving me insane. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of a rub whenever I say, hey, I'm going to go downstairs and do the podcast or I got to go work on this article or whatever. And she just kind of looks at me with this, oh, good Lord, how much more time are you going to waste on it? But then I show her the back cover to uh, Lock and Key from IDW, and I say, hey, look at this quote that uh, IDW uh, quoted from us. And she's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Are you saving this stuff? Because that's, that's really cool. Or when we open up a gift from one of our listeners, and it's these custom-made D&D figures. And to be quite honest, Matthew, and I think you kind of know this, for about a year, my wife would roll her eyes every time we were doing a, a Thursday recording session. Because she's like, you guys are just goofing around. And now, you know, she starts to see, you know, how big of an impact this has not only on your and I lives, but all our other contributors, Rodrigo and Brian. Yeah. And, and of course, all the, the listeners and people like that. So I think those are and like three that. big moments. I think three, those are three big moments for me in, in terms of the site. Uh, of course, there's oh, also I, a lot of memorable moments like the busiest week of my life and the site crashes. Yeah. In a major way where we lost essentially two and a half months worth of work. That was devastating to me. I mean, I was to the point where I don't know if I want to bring the site back because of this well, major disaster. Speaking of bringing the site back, I think we need to discuss the thing. Well, all I can say is <laughs> there is a certain creator that I refuse to ever talk about because he was the one that instigated this cease and desist letter from uh, from a certain publisher and got their lawyers right. all jumping all over us because we were using images from a certain books. And we were claiming right. fair use, and they were not. And it got pushed to shove, and I said, oh, fine, I'm just going to shut the site down, and that'll solve everything. And yeah. uh, and to this day, I will refuse to even discuss any book by this creator. And I don't care right. if Matthew writes about it, even though I told him not to. Uh, I don't care I don't if he writes I about have. it. I don't think I have. Yeah, you've done like two no, reviews over one. This. Yeah. I, I did one in a rapid fire review. But as far as and I'm concerned, when I, when I did is, it, I realized after the fact. He, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he will never get a plug. Uh, you know, he doesn't. He he's a crotchety old bastard to begin with, and um, and he really gets he gets really riled up over people talking about his his project before he feels that other people have had a chance to read it, which is why the site is called major spoilers to begin with jackass. So, um, (laughs) so, you know, that was a, that was a big kind of breaking moment. But I think at that point, uh, Matthew and I, and, and, uh, our wives knew that the site was going to come back fairly soon because I would just sit there and fidget on the weekends. And my wife was like, don't you need something to do? And I was like, yeah, I want to bring major spoilers back. And she's like, well, you love the site. Why don't you just go back and do it? And just do what right. do what this company wanted you to do. And I was like, fine. So if you go back deep into the archives and you look at particular stories, you'll you'll see some uh, comments that say such and such was removed by such and such legal department. And then you'll kind of get right. a better idea of who the company was and all that stuff. But you know, the outpouring well, even, from fans was was great at that time. And it, the thing that's really important for me about that time is. I don't necessarily hold any particular grudges. I don't blame you for it. But I can also look at it and I can see, you know, it's that question of what are we doing and isn't what we're doing actually better in the long run for X publisher and what X publisher wants to do? I mean, we were, and I believe still are, we're building excitement about their product. Now, you can yeah. say to me, well, you are making it possible for people to not have to read the actual comic book, at which point I say to you, you're an idiot. And well, I say it proudly. I, you know, we, we can look at, at books like Atomic Robo, which was, I think, quite honestly, I, I believe, now I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. from everything that I have seen and remember, uh, we were one of the first sites that was champion Atomic Robo. Mm-hmm. And it is blown up to be a big thing. And I know that people, we were one of the early companies that were promoting uh, some of the other independent uh, comic book publishers. And I know from comments and from people that have written us that say, hey, we've bought this based on your recommendations. I bought all this stuff, this uh, Dungeons and Dragons gaming gear, because you guys are doing such a great job. So I know we have an impact in in that way. And Absolutely. 
you know, one of the, as I said at the beginning, what I want to do with this site is not candy coat and not kiss ass to people just because I want people to like us or like want publishers to like us. I, you know, if something sucks, we're going to say it sucks. And if and if we call shenanigans on something, it's because we're really calling shenanigans. And I don't want to end up in one of these situations like other sites have done, not necessarily comic book sites, but uh, there was a gaming site a few years ago that uh, a gaming company had bought one of these giant wraparound ads for the release of their new game. And one of their reviewers reviewed the game and having his integrity gave an honest review of the game which sucked. Mm -hmm. And the game publisher contacted the website and said, if you do not remove that review or if you do not change that review uh, to favor us, then we're going to pull our advertising. And what did that website do? Fired that reviewer and put up a, a more glorified review. And I don't want major spoilers ever to be that. That was, that was terrible. Some people have said, well, you guys don't have any journalistic integrity. What, what are you talking about? We're being honest. We're giving you the facts the thing, as we see them. So, the you know, I don't want major spoilers to be that. Well, and you're going, to say that you're going to say that we're not journalists. You're not a journalist, Matthew. I am. No, 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 no. I don't, I do not count myself as a journalist, but there's a reason for that. Woodward and Bernstein, at great personal risk to life and limb, brought something important of nationwide intent you know, importance oh, yes. and well, essentially unseated a president. Sense, yes. That is a journalist. Now, right, right. for me, I believe that we are a comics journalism publication. Right. Yeah. I take my writing seriously. I try to spell things right. Of the yeah. two of us, I feel like I do that. Oh, you probably, probably better. do it better. And, you know, quite frankly, <laughs> uh, you know, people can joke all they want. But you know what? You know, we're human. And if I'm going to misspell stuff and a spell checking isn't going to catch it, doesn't matter if I read things five times in a row. My spelling has been awful since I was in second grade. It's never improved no matter how much I try. I don't know if that's a learning disability or what it is or if I got mild dyslexia or what it is so that rogues come out to rouge or that. Dude, don't be that guy. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that's who I am. And if people are going to go, well, you spelled the one word wrong, so therefore you are a jackass. Please pick up any goddamn newspaper in the nation and find out hey. how many spelling errors you find, how many fact errors you find, and then let's talk. I will say this. I take what we do very seriously. As well. I will write and rewrite and redo something, you know, late into the night. Uh, recently, on a Tuesday night, we did not have a Wednesday top ten. Right. And I said, Steve, I had an idea just right now for a Wednesday top 10. You want me to do it? You said, sure. I was up until 545 that morning putting it together because I felt like it was a good piece. I felt like it was something that the site would benefit from. But moreover, I thought it would be fun. And that's but really what I have I never. Go ahead. Yeah, I have never written a review thinking, oh, God, you know, what if what if what if jazz walker comics doesn't like it and they come and beat me up you know oh, that's well. that kind of thinking process but i also never write a review thinking i want to make sure that jazz walker comics uh quotes me because i gave five stars to the latest issue of turnip man right right you know i that's not a thought process that i do either so you know, it, it, when you break it down for me, this is something that I do for the benefit of either like-minded people or people who want to know what is good and why. And the why is the important bit. I've said it before. I I, I like to do recap, at least, at least a little bit of recap in our review. I don't feel like we need to put major, you know, spoilers. And obviously, you know, it's not a every issue needs to be fully summarized kind of thing. But I like for there to be a little recap so you can say, oh, I missed the issue where Kyle Rayner exploded on planet Farna Farna. But I also want, you know, persons to be able to look and go, dang, that sounds really good. I want to go and I'm going to buy that. Right. I'm going to start picking this book up. So if I like it to the point where I would say you absolutely need to go and pick this up. I want to make sure that people understand why I want to pick it up. Right. And I, I, re I, I do remember very clearly being taken to task by a commenter who's like, you've put too much of you in your review. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's, well, and that's, that's the all thing. I've got. You know? People don't realize, number one, reviews are one person's opinion. 
In fact, all reviews, any feature, each or any feature is a one person's opinion, whether it be a comics casting couch. Oh, you don't know how to pick uh, characters. No, that's my opinion. That's who (laughs) I would see it as. You don't know how to review a book. Well, that's my thoughts on this. But you guys don't understand Batman. No, we understand Batman. You know, we just aren't, you know, comics need to be fun. Major spoilers Mm -hmm. needs to be fun. We need to be fun. And so if I take a tongue in cheek approach to certain topics or we do, or Matthew does, or whoever does wants to kind of, you know, tweak somebody's nose. Mm-hmm. That's part of the fun. I mean, it's, it is comic books. True. You know, it's not, it's not, not like, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like the, the book that comes out tomorrow is more important than a disaster in the Gulf. Right? Right. So I think in a little bit of perspective, we can all kind of understand that what we're doing is fun. And what we're doing is important to everybody. I mean, it's important to me. It's important to Matthew. It's important to you, the listener. But it is, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Let's put it this way. It ain't Soylent Green. Yes, exactly. Well, I I think before before we get out of this, you know, I do want to say that, you know, in the future, we're always looking for ways to expand. We're always looking for people who might want to contribute to the site in a meaningful way. And we may not always accept everybody who wants to contribute to the site. We may look at it and say, well, you're too much like so-and-so, or you, uh, you talk around your subject too much before you get to the point, or you know, whatever reason that some people may work and some people may not work. And we're going to constantly have an ebb and flow of, of talent come into major spoilers, but we're always going to seek ways. Flow. We're always going to seek ways to improve the site and to add new features on the site. And if you've been listening or watching the site, uh, over the last couple of weeks, you may get an indication of some things that I want to do in the future that I'm working on, that we're working on. Uh, and you never know what's going to happen. You know, Critical Hit, when it first came out, I was like, ah, this is going to be fun, but it's not going to be, it's not going to last. And it's become one of the most popular shows that's out there that we do. So, you know, I'm very pleased yeah, with that. But, you know, Matthew, <laughs> regardless of what happens with major spoilers, there's one big thank you that I need to give, not just to you, not just to our families, not just to the other contributors. But the biggest thank you that I really want to give are to the people that come to the website every day or just yep. people that come to the website, people that listen to this podcast, people that listen to Critical Hit, people that comment, people that are engaged in the major spoilers forums. It's, it's you people that I, I, you know, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm being honest here, I thank you for making the site great. It's not the stuff that we're doing. It's you that make the experience that's half the fun. You know, I can just throw out a little story about, uh, uh, you know, somebody that's been cast for the new X-Men movie and just let it go and just let everybody just throw in their comments and their ideas and suggestions and thoughts. And it just creates this very weird, I wouldn't say weird, but very fascinating organic experience. And so I really, 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 again, thank you for being part of the major spoilers experience without you, the site's really nothing. I mean, it's just masturbation, but it's because <laughs> you're part of, I mean, if we're just talking about self gratification, right. if Matthew's just writing just to be Matthew and to, you know, get something out of it for Matthew, then that's, you know, that is masturbation. And, and we're doing something that people, other people are enjoying besides, besides us. Right. And if you it's enjoy more, it now, it's, it's getting into the realm of mutual yes. masturbation. And if, and if you enjoy it, then we enjoy it. And we're glad uh, that we can make your day a little brighter in some way. So again, thank I, you. I absolutely agree. And I would like to add that if we're wrong, tell us we are wrong and we will tell you why you are wrong and everybody will be happy and it won't be personal. If you think we suck, we want to know why so that we can look at it and go, well, you have a point. Or well, you don't have a point. Depend, and again, if you're going to say that it needs to be done in a way besides, well, you guys just suck. Why? Because you suck. Why? Because your well, mama sucks. That's not. <laughs> but that's the thing. When they say that, you know what that proves? Proves we don't suck. Yeah. What up? <laughs> yeah, I had a, um, I was at a low point a couple of weeks ago, and I'm still kind of struggling with some high-low moments. And one of my old colleagues you need to have somebody look at your blood sugar, man. Uh, no, it's not blood. It's not blood sugar. But one of my colleagues said, hey, look, the reason why people hate what you write is because people are passionate about the subject. And it doesn't mean that you are wrong. It just means that you're striking a nerve that they may not be comfortable with. And that kind of brightened my day, because if we can strike a nerve with people, if we can say, hey, what about this? and get people to think, then, you know, that, that can be good. And, and again, I'm not going to be the told you guy, 
but right I've been now. harping on digital comics forever, <laughs> right? I've been harping on movies in, in the home on day. I days. have an iPad, and my name is Steven, and this is how I talk. <laughs> I, well, I will say this about the iPad. People were crapping all over me when I was talking about the iPad, and now weeks later, people are like, oh, the iPad is so great. Oh, the iPad is wonderful. It totally changes everything about reading comic books. Well, I've been saying that months now. But it struck nerves with people. And I think when yeah. Matthew writes something that's important to him, it strikes Dude, a nerve I, with people. I people aren't, uh, people aren't going to always agree with Matthew. Although I think mm -hmm. he thinks that people always agree with him. I don't. And the thing that's really fascinating is I don't even expect me to always agree with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, half the time, you know, I'll be honest, there are times where I will write something specifically to get people riled up. I'm not that much of a Intentionally. But there are times when I'll go back and angry. read what I've written and I'm like, wow, I don't agree with this anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you and I were talking about that before uh, recently where we were saying, hey, how can we agree on the, the dueling reviews or uh, why are we so similar in some of these cases? And tastes change. People change. Concepts change. That's why I was saying there's been a lot of great commenters over the years, but people have drifted away for a variety of reasons. Maybe they've changed their view or their ideas. Heck, I go back and look at the way we used to do the site compared to the way we do the site today. And I think we're a lot better, uh, but it's, it's changed in our, you know, method of operation, the manner in which we do things and, you know, better or worse, here we're, we are. We're, we're a lot bluer now. We used to be more yellow. Yes. Yes. Um, Good day, gentlemen, says Kevin McCarthy. I am back to the world of comics after a long hiatus. I'm new to major spoilers and especially the podcast, but I will tell you, man, I cannot get enough of you guys. I love the podcast. Your knowledge and insight has not only has been not only humorous and entertaining, but has really brought me to some great advice and recommendations. I have fallen in love with the such titles as Starman and Atomic Robo, which is now one of my all-time favorites. I cannot thank you enough for your contributions. Other podcasts I have found pale in comparison to what you guys do. If I ever win the lottery, I want to help you guys out and make this a full-time job. I cannot imagine what you guys would be able to put together if you had all your time to commit to the Major Spoilers experience. I will, I will <laughs> Three say words, Supergirl, Robot. I will say this, Matthew, and you and I and Rodrigo have spent many hours after a show discussing the future of, of the site and the podcast yeah. and things that we want to do. and. In my current situation, the urge to just walk away from that and just do major spoilers full-time continues to grow every single day. But without that full-time job, I cannot make major spoilers happen because that chunk of change uh, is what helps make the site run and what helps put food on my kid's table and all this other stuff. Uh, but there are things that I have plotted out, major things that I really want to do. And, and people wonder what, what we could do if we could commit to this full time. I would really, I would, yes, that is it. I, I just cannot wait till we can do this full time because you know, uh, I, there is something that I've got boiling that I think is going to be really awesome. And, uh, I may think not be. that it would, it would be like the Beatles of, of comic book websites. You think? Yeah. And then of course you'd eventually We're, meet Yoko. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm already married to a hot Asian, so there you go. Um, Hello. But, you know, somebody said, oh, if you did major spoilers full time, you'd get really tired of it real quick. No, I don't think I would. I really don't Not think today. I would. Would you get tired of major spoilers if you were doing it every day and I had five Oh, hell, I'm tired of major spoilers. <laughs> You're now? Sorry, all right, no. all right. No, actually, I don't think I would. And the reason is what we do changes as quickly as the comic books that show up. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we look at, you know, a year, two years ago, let's say it's 2008, it's the middle of 2008, I'm complaining about how much Iron Man sucks. And now, two years later, Iron Man is awesome. You know, I can't get enough Iron Man. So it's not something that's going to be this ongoing, oh, God, now I got to talk about matter your lad again. Right. You know, it's it will never come to that because there's always something new yeah. and there's always something awesome. 
And that was, and that's the way it is with me with my other ventures with uh, the, the Coolness Roundup podcast where we talk about consumer technology. And um, when I was writing for other people, it was something different every day. Yes, it may be that I have to write a review, but man, look at the thousands of books that I have available that I could write a review about. Some of them are things that we have to review, things like uh, you know major title event issues, and then there's things that maybe we want to review because there's something that we want to really talk about and really get people interested in. So I don't think I'd ever get tired of doing this. Uh, and then, of course, if we had you know a few more people on staff, I think we could do mm-hmm. some other great things. So Kevin goes on to say, in the meantime, and while you're holding your breath for me to win the lottery, just keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, there have to be many others out there like me who just cannot wait for the new podcast every week and who visit the website daily for your angle on things. You guys rock. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Brad says, I just had a quick question for the three of you. And of course, Rodrigo's not here. No, uh, I am here. Hello, he, my name is Fake Rigo, and I'm here to help you. Let's see. He says, do you read... Buy a Toyota! Do you just read them for the story and the art, or do you care about things like variant covers and collectability? For example, would you purchase multiple comics, copies of the same comic, if you think there were multiple variant covers? <sighs> I How fell into that trap at one point in the up? 90s, but since then... You have I, the pink and the green and the blue, right? I do. I do have the pink, the green, the blue, and the I think the other one was a yellow, and that was still in the 80s. But, uh, yeah, I do have several copies of that, what, Gen 13, number 13, with the 13 variant issues. Never did get the Janet Jackson cover. There are a very few books that I will collect all of the variants of. I have all of the variant covers of uh, a DC book called Wasteland, mm-hmm. where issue five was printed with the cover from issue six. Mm. And then they reprinted issue six with a blank cover that said the real number six. <laughs> so of 17 issues of Wasteland, there are actually 19 covers available. Right. Certain things I will a lot of times say, like, you know, the Alex Ross covers for Justice Society when they relaunched the JSA. Mm-hmm. And then they had the alternate cover, the Dale Eagle Sham covers. Right. I bought the alternate cover. Yeah, but you because didn't I didn't, both. I didn't but, like I didn't like the Ross covers. Right, but, but you didn't buy when both. When Justice League had multiple covers, I would buy both covers. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I don't. I, I really don't do that. What I do is when we go through the previews, is especially like Buffy, they'll be this artist or this artist, and I'll say, hey, I want this artist as opposed to the other artist. I really don't go out and buy all the multiple copies. And really, I think I keep my comic books around not for – uh, not for resale value at a higher profit later down the road, because quite mm-hmm. frankly, if you're collecting comics today in hopes that they're going to buy you a mansion in 10 Rats years, rock, shall we? yeah, good luck. You better have the only copy of, uh, of, you know, Superman from 1938, because there ain't no way are comics going to make you a millionaire now. Um, it ain't going to be easy. I yeah. have an unfair disadvantage too, in that my job is selling comics. Right. Or one of my jobs is selling comics. So if I want the Dazzler variant cover, I go, hey, Jim, pull me that Dazzler variant cover. Right. And make right. sure that I get my discount, you know. So, so yeah. if, if, if it comes down to it, there are a series that I will buy the variant covers because I want both covers. There are series where I will buy the variant covers because I like one cover or the other better. Usually what happens is I will choose the cover that I like better. Yeah. Generally speaking, being, you know, a refugee of the far-flung comic book 90s, I was reading New Warriors at a point where New Warriors was the new hot thing. Oh, New New Warriors. Warriors Come out and play. New Warriors had alternate covers, and I bought all the alternate covers and reprints and variants of every issue of new warriors yeah. because new warriors was meaningful to me. Um, I would not buy an alternate cover just because I think it's worth money, mm-hmm. mostly because the pop that you get out of a variant cover tends to be artificial and short lived. Right. You know, it, a variant cover that, well, I know X-Men number one had a variant that was going for a hundred bucks a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's an $8 comic now. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just rare. Like, yeah, for me, it's just like I keep I keep these things around because I never know when I'll need to reference it for something. 
Mm-hmm. Now with digital comics and the ability to go back and have, you know, all my back issues digitally, oh, there is a there is an entire room that I would gladly give up for more space in the house if it wasn't packed wall to wall with, you know, 10,000, 20,000 whatever the number is up to these days comic books. Uh, How many long boxes do you have? Uh boy, what are we at? I, it's more than what I have because I haven't bagged and boarded for about a year and a half now. So what is it, uh, four by ten, 40 long boxes? So you figure 40 long boxes at roughly 250 to 300 books. Rough estimate, probably 12 grand. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not going to buy me a house. And I've certainly spent more more on the cover price than I ever have on what they'll be worth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me right now, I'm more into, yes, I read the comics and I collect the comics and I use them for historical research purposes, uh, but now it's more action figures, statues, merchandise kind of stuff that I kind of like to have. Merchandising. Yes, that's it. There is All one right. major spoilers sure. moment that, that I wanted to touch on that, that, sure. that is a good and a bad one. Okay. My, my daughter was born slightly before the major spoilers experience. Yes. And then somewhere in her third year, I had I have been writing and writing and writing and writing on Monel or some such. Mm-hmm. And she came to me and pouted and she said, I think you love comic books more than me, Daddy. Yeah. At which point, you may have noticed that we went from a weekly to a bi-weekly and then a biannual <laughs> take hero on the, the hero yeah. histories. That's part of why. Yeah. And you know, there was there was no disrespect and no i'm not going to do this and there was no you know finger meant or you know chucking of the chin at the people who love the hero histories but it came to a point where i and i think i've hit that balance now but i needed to balance major spoilers and having a life yep and i want to make it clear that you know i think everybody at major spoilers you know you rodrigo are Faithful spoilerites, the critical hitites need to remember that lesson right there in that, yes, what we do here is important. It is awesome. It is fun. And still, I didn't get a review done in October of 2009 because I was trick-or-treating with my kid. Yeah. I mean, so, you, you know, know, the same well, way as with me. I mean, Matthew, you were asking me. Uh, yeah. Where'd you go this show. weekend? You're like, where'd you go this weekend? And I was like, well, my son had an allergic reaction to a to a bug bite. So Friday, I was hanging out with him at home. And then Saturday and Sunday, we were just doing things. And in the mornings now on the weekends, my son and I go down to the uh, to the city park and we cool. play on the playground and we take a nature walk and we did some things that we hadn't done before. And then we go shopping, he and I, and then we go and run some errands. And then we were – he was helping me in the yard and then we might <laughs> – in the afternoon, this is so funny uh, – he loves throwing water balloons, and of course it's summertime, and he had saw mm. this commercial. Maybe you've seen these things. It's like a ball that you put a water balloon in, and you set right. a timer, and you toss it back and forth, and then a little pin pops the stuff and gets you all wet. <laughs> and he said, I want one of those. And he had told my wife that some months ago, and so she bought one, and it's been sitting around, and we were just waiting for the weather to be right. And so he gets it out there, and he's tossing it back and forth, and you know he's letting it splash. And then she's like, well, my wife is like, well, let me go get some more balloons. And so I put one in there and I wound it up and I'm like, okay, Mason, well, hold on to this, hold it close. And the timer's going down. I was like, you got to hold it really close. You got to really hold it. And he's got a big smile on his face and he's grinning from ear to ear. And then the thing pops and explodes and gets him all wet. And he just is like, I don't want to play with this anymore. And just throws it away. And, you know, he's a great kid and he's very smart. And I've got, like I said, I want to work on an article with him because he can sit down and he can tell you every Justice League. He could tell you at the age of one and a half, every member of the DC uh, Justice League, you know, the, the main seven that we're most familiar with. He can tell you the difference. Superman, between, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine, no, 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 Flash it's, Gordon. He knows it's <laughs> Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, other Batman, because Batman either wears a black or a blue and gray suit. Uh-huh. Aquaman, The Flash. He doesn't know Martian Manhunter really that well, but those are the seven that he can pick out no problem. He knows mm-hmm. he knows all of the the Star Wars characters from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, he can tell you stories about them. He knows uh-huh. all the characters in Ben Ten. All these things. So, going back to what we were talking about a moment ago, he and I spend 
the mornings on the weekends together, and then we do things as a family in the afternoons. And if he gets a chance to take a nap, then I'll slip down here and do some work. Uh, but weekends really now are really kind of more family time, and it's not until the evenings that I get a chance to come down and do stuff. And even during the week, it's not until after he goes to bed that I come mm-hmm. down and work on major spoiler stuff. So really, you know, family is really important, and that's always going to take first priority in anything that we do at major spoilers for anybody, you know, Stacy left mm-hmm. because he wants to do some family things and I totally Absolutely. understand and, and support that. And so, you know, we love major spoilers and we know you do too. And we love our families <laughs> and, uh, and that's really, we know important. you do too. Yeah. We know you do. You do too. And really at this point, this is when my son is actually a lot more interesting than what he was just as a little, <laughs> you know, now he's a now, now that he's fun, I'm going to get involved in his parenting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when he was born, he was just a, a, a crying poop bucket. And now he's an interesting crying poop bucket. So, you know. You have, you have to entertain yourself. My daughter and I used to play a game where I would make her shake her arms like the Russell Crowe cartoon on South Park. Yeah. And we'd sing the Russell Crowe fighting around the world song. Oh, this kid. She had no idea what it meant, but she'd laugh. He, he, oh my gosh. You, I'm gonna, I wish I could videotape stuff. But, you know, that if you go back and look at that um, Wizards of the Coast unboxing with that facial expression, that's yeah. just, just that's just tip of the iceberg of him. Arr, I'm eating your head. Yes. And that was what he was doing. He was a little like, ah, you're eating my head. And I look over and that he literally had it crammed up in there. And I was like, you little silly boy. And he's just laughing. And he makes jokes that only a three-year-old would really laugh at. But they're so funny that mom and dad laugh at. So, you know, my son is really great. And, and uh you know, uh, people ask me why you always call him the boy, and I let his first name slip there. Uh, I don't need crazy people screwing around with him. But uh, his middle name is, I think, totally awesome, and I cannot believe my wife actually allowed me to name him his middle name, which is, I think, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kids are kids are important, and I really am going to talk. I was in, arguing if. If uh, my daughter was a boy, I was going to get Kal-El as the middle name, yeah. but I well, didn't. I, I'm still trying. If we ever have a second kid and it's a girl, I am still beating on my wife, not not literally. Uh, well, no. Figuratively, I'm beating on her to allow me to name the girl Kara Zor-El. She's still, <laughs> she hates the name Kara. She hates the name Karen, so I can't even do Karen Star. Uh, but I really want to do that, but I don't think she knew a Kara who was a horrible slut or something. Yeah. I think one of her bosses was named Karen. And so she doesn't like it for that, but I have, that's why, that's why names are are important. Yeah. I have almost convinced her that if, uh, if we ever have another boy, Thomas Wayne will be his name. That's kind of cool. And she thinks you'll have to change your last name to make it something cool. No, no, just come on, man. My last name is (laughs) your last name. What? (laughs) It is cool. (laughs) <laughs> you Schleicher, you broader. <laughs> All right. I think we have jibber jabbered on long enough. Uh, we are so glad that you've been part of the major spoilers experience. Thank you for a wonderful four years. Can't wait for another it's four so years. We had this time Cannot wait to see what happens in year five. I think it's going to be a fun, fun ride. I said last year we were going to have major things happen and we did have major things happen. I think we're going to push it even more this year. To the point where Matthew and I will just be dead zombies on a weekly basis. So, comic book brains. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, good sir? Um, if you put a turkey out in the rain, he'll drown. All right. Excuse All right. Me. Raise a glass. Take a drink. Thank you, Matthew. You've been a wonderful, wonderful person throughout my life. I don't know if uh, if I could do all these things without without you. You're a great man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And the same thing backwards, except with the part where you said Matthew. Okay. And listeners, thank because you Because that's again. not your name. <laughs> thank you once again, listeners. Uh, Tuesday, it is a vacation day for us, but we've still got one more episode to record. We're going to be talking about previews. The latest previews catalog is out. We'll be talking about it then. We'll talk with you soon. And what else? If things work out, special hero history. Oh. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. 
You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, they kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler, what a major spoiler. If I'm stark raving rich like a man of iron, I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. But would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being shot up in a fun in the Middle East with a King Santo and soldier. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers Podcast Copyright 2010